Psalm 36, verses 8 and 9. I'd like to read the whole thing, but uh, we'll just read verses 8 and 9 for now. They drink their fill. Okay, I'll back up one verse. How precious is your loving kindness, O God, and the children of man take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They drink their fill of the abundance of your house, and you give them to drink of the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. This, I was thinking this week with this idea, we were speaking about vision. And not just a vision, but vision period, being able to see. Um, and that comes from God. He is the fountainhead of vision. The first thing God created was light. It's, I think that's quite astounding. Something visual so that we could see light so that it, without it, there would be no, uh, no vision. And so God started there. And here it says, with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. In John chapter 1, he connects these two things as well, life and light. But uh, I don't want to get way into that. God is the fountainhead from which our ability to see flows. And he is both the source of vision and the fulfillment of it. Ultimately, God is the vision and he's the, he's the fulfillment of all vision. 2020 vision, this idea, uh, this year that we're in, I'd like to talk about what our vision is for this year, but I want to lay the foundation of just having spiritual vision, having the eyes of our heart, as we read last week in Ephesians 1, having the eyes of our hearts enlightened or opened. Uh, there are, that's worded that way. There are different translations. Some say the eyes of our heart enlightened. Others say open. Normal and healthy vision is 2020 vision. 2020 vision doesn't mean perfect vision because there are people with better than 2020 vision. But 2020 vision is normal and healthy, not perfect. As long as we're in this life, we have to accept the fact that our vision is going to be clouded. It's not going to be perfect. We won't see perfectly, right? We, we just won't get it all. We can't quite fathom in, we can't fathom completely or perfectly who God is, what he's got in mind. Uh, you know, the, the verse in 1 Corinthians quoting Isaiah that says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things God's prepared for those who love him. Like, we just can't quite get it. As long as we're here in this life, our vision's going to be clouded. It's going to be foggy. It's going to be obscured. It's going to be imperfect. Paul told the Corinthians in the great love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 12, he says, now we see things imperfectly in a cloudy mirror, as in a cloudy mirror. It's like, have you ever seen old glass? We've got a number of mirrors around our house, and one antique mirror that hangs over our fireplace has that sort of cloudiness in it. You know, that, uh, I don't know what happens exactly, what the, um, you know, process is that this uh, happens, but there's like, uh, there's like a cloud in the mirror. It's an interesting thing. This is just 
for your information, Corinth was a place where they made mirrors. It was known for that. They were perfecting that craft. So when Paul did this, he was speaking to them. He knew, ah, they'll know what this means. It's like looking through a cloudy mirror, an imperfect one, a bad one. That's what it's like while we're in this body. But healthy vision begins with seeing God. If we see him, we get him, other things fall into place, right? If, if everything's inverted, if God's not first place, everything else is out of whack. It's not in its proper place. Everything else can begin to take its proper place if we see God first, if he's at the top. So we want to see God as the fountainhead of all healthy vision and then see him in his word. So I want to share a story and intersperse it um, with some reflections on this whole idea of uh, vision. So this will be a longer than usual um, illustration, not Take a deep breath, not a longer than usual message, just a longer than usual illustration, okay? Um, One summer, I went hiking in the Cascade Mountains uh, just south of us here. You go down towards Seattle and then at uh, Burlington or uh, Mount Vernon, I forget, you, you head east into the Cascade Mountains. And I came across this by accident one summer when I was uh, single, um, and I just was driving. I went on a holiday. I had my little uh, Honda Accord, and I went for a drive, and um, I, you know, had done a little bit of hiking in the past, not not mountain climbing. Um, I just did some hiking in the Rockies. I'm from Edmonton, and so I'd go to Jasper, or I went to Banff, and I did some hiking in that area, and uh, I've shared some of that with you before. There was always that, you know, little anxious element of, you know, what about bears, and there's a lot more of them in, you know, Jasper, I think, anyway, at least grizzlies, than there are in the Cascades. I don't think they have grizzlies there. Uh, at least, if they do, don't tell me, because I was down there and I was happy. Um, I was happy that I wouldn't run into bears, but I was, or not those kind, but, you know, still concerned about what kind of things are out there. But I had done a bit of hiking, so I had a little bit of an internal vision or a mental picture of what this might be like. Uh, and, you know, I went one the first day on a bit of a hike, but it was sort of along a, a you know, a, I won't call it a creek. It was a little bigger than that, but it was sort of a, you know, a moderate grade kind of hike. It wasn't, um, you know, up. Well, the next day, I went on this hike where it started along the creek. You crossed a nice little bridge and then started walking, nice little nature walk. But then it began to go up. And it was, and I, you know, I was ready for that. I wanted to see something like that. But um, I, I had a bit of an image of what the summit might be like. But I started doing this thing. I really didn't know the destination. I'm just heading uh, up. I'm just kind of going up. And the, you know, the first little while, I'm on switchbacks. And I'm, you know, I'm fresh. It's early in the morning. And I'm, you know not really prepared, and, you know, every year you hear, roses. of course, did I hear that? <laughs> um, every year, every month, actually, on our North Shore, you hear of 
North Shore Search and Res Rescue getting people who thought, oh, I'm just going to go for a little bit. Only, you know, these mountains here, they always have snow on them. Where I was, at least there wasn't a lot of that. It was in the middle of summer. It was hot. So I start the journey. The switchbacks start going. And everybody know what a switchback is? Yeah, you go, how, you know, well, I guess it depends. Sometimes, you know, maybe 100 feet, maybe 50 feet. And then, you know, there's a turn and you go up and then you go up and, and it's going up the mountain. And then for a while it'll go around and it's, you know, it's longer. And then the switchbacks will begin and you're, you're you know, going up. So like, kind of like stairs in a tall building. Um, then I'd come, I'm on the switchbacks, but then I'd come to a bit of a clearing. You know, you're at another spot. And in the clearings sometime, you could get a little glimpse of the, well, of the summit or of some uh, higher elevation. I, I mean, because sometimes I would think I'm looking at the summit, but really it's just one piece of the mountain. And when you get to there, you realize there's a whole lot more mountain up there when you're on it. So in the clearings, I could see you know, the summit or a summit. But then as the path or the trail would lead into deep forest again, there would only be sort of the immediate surroundings, uh, you know, and, and the expectation that it is going somewhere because, you know, I'm starting to feel my legs and I was a lot younger and could handle it I, because it's all, you know, going up. So there's the expectation that this is leading to a goal that's going to be worth something. It's going to be a nice place to be. That's at least partly how vision works, right? We start going. We don't actually know exactly what we're in for. But we, we're, we're climbing. We're making progress. But we're... And we even have little you know, clearings where we get a little glimpse. And those little glimpses, I want to say, they, they motivate you sometimes. I mean, maybe it can be demotivating if you look and say, oh, that's just too much. I, I can't handle that. But, you know, the, a lot of times, you know, you're in the immediate, you're just in the deep forest, and a lot of, you know, on switchbacks, one looks the same as the last. It's why people get lost. They're in places where it all kind of looks the same. And, you know, it can get to feel kind of routine. But you come out into the clearing, you see a bit of a, you know, you see something fresh, and it's kind of motivating to keep going. The, the journey is special. It's a nice walk. It's quiet. It's beautiful. But the anticipation of a summit is motivational. Amen? You want to actually get somewhere. And periodic glimpses of the goal, um, you know, help to sort of reinforce uh, what we believe about the goal. It's, it's that way in the Christian life. We're, we're kind of, there's a lot of switchbacks and they seem kind of routine. Has anybody here ever felt like part of their Christian life is sort of routine? More routine, maybe, than you'd like at times, right? I want to say, though, in some of that, know this, you're still ascending. It does seem like it's all the same. And it seems like, ah, gosh, maybe this is, 
not going anywhere. Well, it's going somewhere because you're feeling it somewhere. Uh, you know, in, in this natural illustration, it was in my legs. I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm going up. I know it. The air is getting a little thinner. It was in July. It was hot. So when I'd get to some of these clearings, sometimes I'd stop and I'd, you know, there'd be a little creek coming down and, you know, drinking out of that, uh, that uh, little, you know, stream that's coming down the mountain. And it's refreshing and it's beautiful. I'm going somewhere because I'm feeling it. I've I've worked, and I'm still going uphill. So another aspect of this that mirrors, well, life and spiritual life and vision is that my view of the goal, of the, the ultimate goal, is always partial. If you're on the side of a mountain, you, you don't actually get to see really what it all looks like. You're, you know, you're looking from here, and you're not really seeing it. I don't see... God perfectly. We don't, right? We're seeing a a little glimpse. We come out into a clearing, whether that clearing happens to be our, you know, a prayer time or a time in the word or a worship time where it's like, oh, I, I feel like I got a glimpse of him. And it might be just a glimpse, but it's good. It motivates to keep going. But I'm, I am only seeing a little bit. The view from down here is like that. I'm seeing a partial I'm getting a partial glimpse of God or some lesser goal, maybe a, a milestone on the way to the destination. And that's the idea of this current series about 2020 vision, vision for this year. There's, there's, a, there's bigger vision, more ultimate vision ahead. But for this year, I want to talk about vision for us so that we can, you know, a bite-sized amount of that. Uh, we know there's much more to follow, ultimately. But let's set our sights on maybe a significant point going up the mountain on the progress right now. So, I went along these switchbacks. I'd stop, I'd drink, I'd you know, get refreshed a little bit. And this reminds me of the Christian life because there are spots on the way where we might just say, this is good enough. This is all I need. Oh, all I need is a good worship service, and that's it. Or all I need is I've got this much of Jesus, and that's all I need. My needs are taken care of. I have a good job. I, you know, I'm not, you know, committing, you know, big sins. I'm just sort of, you know, average, and I'm fitting in, and that's good enough. I like the clearing. I like what I've got going on. No, it's not good enough. And after a while, and I can say that because of human nature, I know that after a while, that won't be good enough. There's a yearning in there that was put in there by God. You got to go higher. You have to keep going. It's not going to satisfy. It does for a little bit. It's like, oh, it's a hot day. I'm at that creek. I'm drinking. It's like, boy, this is refreshing. This is wonderful. I could sit here, and this would be pretty enjoyable, and I could go back to my car and leave, and everything would be good. But no, there's a drive to keep going up. So I considered on that hike turning back several times uh, because I thought, wow, I've been at this now for a couple of hours and I'm still just in the forest, come out into a clearing, think, oh, now I've got to be getting close, and nope, back into more deep forest and more switchbacks. And I'm thinking, 
ah, maybe I should go back. This is a long walk. It'll be easier going back, but it's still quite a ways. Now, I'm kind of thinking about it and thinking, yeah, I could be justified in turning back. Maybe I don't need to, you know, there's no guarantee that the summit's going to be as great as, well, in that case, nobody had even told me. But in the Christian life, maybe the summit's not going to be as great as Pastor Mel said it was. Maybe it's not going to be as great as what Billy Graham said it was. Maybe it's not going to be as great as what Pastor John said it's going to be. Maybe it's not even as great as the Bible said it's going to be. Now, I'm not a gambling man, but I'm betting it's going to be better. (laughs) By far. I think that's what that verse, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, I can't even explain it to you, is what I think Paul, well, actually, Isaiah was saying. We couldn't even explain it to you. Just trust me. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, it's going to be better. It hasn't even entered into your heart how good it's going to be. You're not going to be disappointed. After a couple hours, I was ready to justify turning back. And then, (laughs) witnesses were surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. Some people, a group, I think there were three of them, were coming back down the mountain. And uh, I said to them, oh, how much further to the summit? I'm thinking they're going to say, oh, man, around this corner, then it's going to be great. And they said, oh, you're maybe about halfway. (laughs) That was kind of demotivating because I thought, wow, this has been a couple hours and, you know, really? And and so when they first said that, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm not prepared. I'm wearing some Nike cross trainers that were comfortable and they were good. Like an idiot, I wasn't wearing socks, and by the time, by the time I got back, man, I had some, I had blisters on my blisters. <laughs> that that nice creek that I first passed, when I got back down at the end of the day, I took a couple steps into it. I don't know how deep it got, but I sat on a big rock and I hung my feet in this ice cold water. And you can only, you know, those creeks they're so cold, yeah. you can only do it for about sixty seconds. You got to take them out because it. You know, I don't know what it does. It numbs your bones. It's bad. And that creek was useful for that, not, you know, not prepared. But they said, yeah, you're maybe halfway. And I went, oh, gosh, I didn't, you know, I wasn't thinking that. And I'm ready to, I'll go back down with you guys. And, and I don't, maybe they just didn't want me to come with them. But they just said, you know, he's wearing Nike cross trainers and no socks. We don't want this guy. He's an idiot. No, they, they um, just said to me, oh, you got to go now. Oh, you're halfway. You're, I'm thinking only halfway. And they're thinking already halfway. Oh, you got to do it. You can't go back now. And it's like, just like the cloud of witnesses mentioned in Hebrews, it's like motivating, cheering us on, saying, oh, no, you've come this far. No, you got to go to the top now. You can't turn back. And it's like they didn't even say, oh, it's, well, not that I remember. It's so, they didn't start describing it. They just said, oh, you got to go. You, you got to see it now. So they went down, I kept going up. And this idea that I'm justified in going back down, 
But they're telling me, no way. And let me read Hebrews 12 so that I can justify this long, ridiculous uh, illustration with Scripture um, for you. So that if somebody asks, you can say, oh, it was about Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance. I didn't carry any on that trip. uh, And the sin which so easily entangles us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Look at this. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. The author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of God. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Keep looking at him. Because he looked beyond and saw the fulfillment. It was good enough for Jesus to say, oh man, I'll go to the cross for the fulfillment of this. Like... You guys, keep your eyes on him. He did that? Oh, gosh, what you have to face isn't going to be that. You can endure. You can keep going. Lay aside those things. Run with endurance. Fix your eyes on him. So it's like they said that, and it did have the effect of fixing my eyes on, oh, on the goal. Wait, the goal is is good. These guys are saying, you got to do it. I, I have to go do it. Young people especially in this room, I want you to hear me. At 61, I'm not turning back. I'm I'm finishing, and I want to say to you young people, don't turn back. And you might say, oh, I've only come a little ways. Still, it's it, you're ascending, you're going up. Keep going because I can say that Pastor Mel, who has spoken to me at some times in my life when I was kind of like, I could have justified saying, I'm going to stay here in this clearing. This is good enough for me. And you go on ahead and, uh, you know, (laughs) on your way back down, let me know how it was. (laughs) Not good enough. Man, I don't want a secondhand account of what the summit looks like. And actually, in the kingdom... There is no second-hand account in the, in the final tally. We have to go there ourselves. We have to. Young people, go. Don't stop. You can't turn back. You have to keep going. Everybody keep going. But young people especially, keep going. I got to the top of the trail. I wasn't actually at the top of the mountain because when I got there, there was a part that was for mountain climbers. It was like a big gray rock that went up I don't even know how to gauge how much higher this thing went uh, and it you know it was for mountain climbers only but I was on top of a of a mountain uh, sort of plateau that was looking at the tops of the other mountains at clouds that are below me I got up to this place and uh, I mean and I want us to stay for a while. And you know, it was early enough in the day I could do it. I knew I'd get back in the light. I partly wanted to stay because my feet were, you know, in the condition they were. But I was up there and it's like, I'm just gonna, when am I gonna see this again? Like, you can't drive there. You can't get there by any other means. Again, the gospel, we can't get there by any other means. We have to go ourselves. We have to 
we have to climb, we have to do the switchbacks, go through the routines. Uh, and I don't mean it's the, the, that the Christian life is a routine, a, a lifeless routine, but there are routine things that we have to do, but they take us up. They keep taking us up. We keep reading our Bible, taking it in, and we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. We keep doing some of these routine things, even when it seems like, wow, this turn is just like the last one. Oh, man, oh, this is, I'm reading the Bible, but this is coming off just like the last turn. I, you know, boy, it's all kind of the same. How, how much life is in this? But boy, it's something's going in there. Something's happening. Something's building. I'm still ascending. And at some point, man, sometimes I read the word and I think I got nothing out of that. And then somebody comes along and there's something. And it's like, well, I mean, in fact, not even just somebody in my own life. And something happens and it's like, bing, that word. Oh, I planted that word in my heart so that when the time came, there it was. That word was, uh, was life in something. So I got to the top of that mountain. I'm sitting up there. I'm watching. I'm waiting for a while. I'm reading my Bible. I'm just enjoying the thing, eating the little bit of food that I had. Um, I, I'm, I kept going because of an anticipation, an expectation, because witnesses pointed to that anticipation and said you have to keep going you've come too far I kept doing it considering the summit there is no comparison with where I started where I started was a nice mountain walk it was beautiful but compared with where I got there was nothing like it when you get a glimpse of the mountain peak it's pretty cool like when we drive to Edmonton and we see Mount Robson a lot of times you can't see the top because it's covered with clouds. But when you see it, it's like, you know, it doesn't matter how many times we've driven that way. It's like, wow, look at that thing. You know, that giant rock, and it just keeps going up forever. It's beautiful. You get a glimpse of the peak, and it's glorious. But when you get to sit and drink in the view from the peak... It's another thing altogether. I had this thought come to me. Paul says, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ. He's ascending. He's going up. He's going up. He's, he says, I press on. It wasn't all just every day. You know, we can read the book of Acts and it sounds almost because it's 28 chapters that covers about 30 years of history. So we read it and it's condensed and it sounds like, wow, every day was just incredible but they had days where it was you know Paul got up and you know he you know had breakfast and he taught and he did this and you know traveled here or made a tent or you know um, got stoned I mean stoned with rocks <laughs> that sounds really wrong Paul got got beaten or something let's use that example instead something like this it sounds kind of you know, to us, like, every day was incredible. But we, there were the, he was doing some switchbacks in there, too. He could see the peak from down here. But I guarantee the view of the peak is nothing like the view from the peak. And that's how it was sitting on that mountain. I realized, man, I could never, never, never 
imagine sitting in a place like this, me by myself, and, and I could see in the distance other people got to the top of the mountain, and they, you know, there was enough room up there, they, you know, they, I was all alone. We see what God's got for us partially. So, again, forgive this extra long illustration, but there are these aspects that pertain to our life with Christ and our relationship uh, journey, the, the journey that we're on, and the vision of greater things to come and the ultimate uh, fulfillment of all of his promises to us. In 2020, we'll experience some fulfillment, I believe. I'm... God is like that. I, I am convinced that there will be some breakthroughs and there will be some routine and there will be some clearings and glimpses of greater things to come and there will be some satisfaction in those. But the ultimate, the greatest, ultimate, most fulfilling thing, affair, point, matter, the, the most fulfilling reality that will ever be is God himself. True. We're not going to, we will, ha- we need to satisfy ourselves with the truth that we won't see him as he is perfectly until we're there. But to listen to the witnesses around us now and to those that have gone before us that say, oh, you got to keep going. You, you need to keep going. It will be so worth it. I'm convinced of that. I'm convinced. On the way, there are clearings. There are vantage points. But we're going to the summit. There's a summit, and there's part, 2020 is like one of those vantage points. It's one milestone on the way to the summit. And so I'm hoping that in this year, and in this next couple of weeks, I can sow some things that will help give us perspective so that we keep going. Because, you know, it's great to see people pray to receive Christ, but I want to see people keep going up, keep ascending, keep reaching, keep pressing on, keep enduring, reaching, going farther, and bringing others with them. I want us to be a community of people that encourages, uh, challenges, and drags other people up the mountain toward Christ. You know, because... Some people are going to give up. They're going to say they're giving up. Not us. Tell somebody next to you, not you. Yeah. Really? Like really to make up your mind that I'm going up. I'm, I'm going to keep going up. I have a vision, an, enough of a vision of what's at the summit that I'm persevering to the top and other people let's go together because again those three people that were coming down maybe they were able to encourage one another going up they encouraged me and I was alone and could have gone back 
Don't walk alone. There is a part of a vision for 2020. Let's do some things together. I mean, let's, I don't mean just we're around each other. I mean, let's take each other up. Let's speak words of encouragement to say, no, come on, Alexi, you can't go back now. You cannot. There's, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm pleading with you. What's up there is going to be so good, you can't stay down here. Even in a good clearing. Uh, you, you know, it's like, you know, to say those kind of things to one another. To, to be around one another. To pray for one another. God, I pray right now for Claudia and for Jane. Yeah. That if they're discouraged, if they're feeling like, ah, it's all just mundane and routine. That God, you'll give them some kind of a little glimpse. Oh yeah, hey, there's a, a little part in the trees and I can see again, oh hey, I do want to get up there. I do want to get to that summit. Or a milestone. It's like, well, I could at least make it to there. And then by the time you get there, you see the next one and nope, you're going higher. Let's, let's do that for one another. Take some action to take somebody with you and to... to to enable, to, uh, how, what's, how do I say this? Feed yourself on the reality that there is a summit and no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it. That's in 1 Corinthians 2, if you want to look it up, 2 9, I believe it is, and it's a quote from Isaiah 60. Well, it, he, he combines two verses, uh, 65 and 64, I think it is, or 62. Um, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. It's worth it. Hebrews 12, 1. Uh, 12, 2. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Thought nothing of the shame. And kept climbing, kept ascending. And I'm following him. I'm keeping my eyes on him. It's like he's the one leading us up there. So let's do it in this year. Next week. I want to talk about the word because the word is, gives us a glimpse like no other thing. When it comes to vision, in John chapter 1, it says, No person has seen God at any time, but the only begotten Son or the only begotten God has, this is cool, explained him. Nobody has seen God at any time, but the only begotten son has explained him. It's like he's connecting what the word does with vision, with being able to see. When we get the word, it's, oh, Jesus has laid him out, has presented him. I see because of what Jesus has done, because of his word coming and explaining. So let's go. Um, let's go up the hill. Is, is anybody at all determined that your, your Christian walk is going to the summit? Is going up. Yes, amen. Thank you, Claudia. She says, oh yeah, I, there's no option. Right. Turning back is not an option. I pray that if you're discouraged or you're fearful or you're anxious or you're, you know, I'm checking it out, you know, you know, checking out the Jesus thing. <laughs> You'll realize that, no, I'm, I'm invested and I'm going to the top. Father, I ask that for each one in here, based on who Jesus is, 
that even now we could fix our spiritual eyes on Jesus. That first of all, I pray as with Paul that our, the eyes of our hearts would be opened. And secondly, that we'd fix them on Jesus. That we could run with endurance. That we could climb with endurance. That we could keep going up. Even as we started, God, with this verse that, you know, you've given us to drink of the river of your delights. God, that the abundance of your house. That it's, it's, you're more satisfying than anything. Than any experience, than any uh, material thing and that you give us yourself and in your light we see when we see you, you you give us the ability to see God and in your light we see we see clearly God I pray you'd take first place in our lives yeah. again right now take first place God in our lives I pray, God, that we'd get a a clear perspective on you again that would put everything else in order. God, if there is anyone in this room or anyone in this church who's not even here today who was thinking about turning back, I pray by the Holy Spirit you'd send a witness or you'd give them a clearing, a glimpse where they see again why we need to keep ascending, we need to keep going forward. I pray that, Father, for your people. Demonstrate your love for your church in that way, I pray at this time, God. Thank you, God. Anyone in this room who needs to just respond and say, well, maybe I, you know, I need new strength for the journey. I, I, need, I need to be able to see uh, whatever it might be. I want you to come and get prayer. And, um, you know, I'll just pray with you. I'll agree with you uh, for that today. So uh, if, you're, if you need that, come and uh, Receive it. Father, I pray a blessing on each one now today that you'd bring these, your word and uh, these images, these pictures back to us all through the week to motivate us to keep going in Jesus' name. Amen.